this episode of Sip With Us, Sarah and I are back at our friend Aaron and Brad's house, hanging out for another night of pizza and pinots. This episode, we'll be exploring some pinots from San Luis Obispo County. Both Aaron, Brad, and Sarah and I have each come to the dinner party with a bottle of wine that we picked up from Slow, and join us while we explore palettes and see if we can correctly identify which bottle is from where. Yeah, you got All it. Alrighty. Wow, Goodbye. so Sarah's pouring the first wine. Wow, the aroma's coming off of this one, like already, or? Okay. There's like, it's really fruity, I feel like. And different. So, Sarah, okay, hold on. you want to help read these descriptions? Uh, why don't you read the description for the bottle that you brought? Sure. Alright. Um, we crafted balanced and elegant expressions of California's Central Coast. Our grapes are afforded a cooling coastal influence that extends our growing season, creating concentrated flavors. Our luscious and complex Pinot Noir has flavors of plum and pomegranate that are nicely complemented by hints of spicy oak. I'm really curious about this pomegranate. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I thought that was really unique. And so that's why when I flipped the bottle over when I was at Costco and I saw that it said pomegranate on the label, I was like, oh my god, I need to look at the photo that Sarah sent because I think this is the same bottle. And I was like, oh no. But it was like the only bottle of Pinot from San Luis Obispo County that they had in Costco. Because I was talking to a friend last night. I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like Slow County's on a Pinot place. And I feel like it'll be interesting to see what like availability. I went to Bevmo, yeah, and it, that's where I, I went to Trader Joe's off De La Vina. And yeah, there was like zero. Yeah, or they had one, but it was like lower grade than I was looking for. So I was like, nope. So I went to Bevmo, and there were more options, but still not a lot. Like, yeah, Sarah definitely I, less than like more like five options. Yeah, Sarah and I had a little chat about that in the car because back to my Costco trip today. So there's this guy, wine guy in the Costco section, of, in the wine section at Costco. Mm-hmm. So he's hanging out, you know, by like the stuff that's in the wooden crates. He clearly works there. He's down the aisles and then I found the Edna Valley. So then I walked over and showed him. I said, just in case anybody yeah. else comes in, you do have Mommy a bottle of wine from Slow. It's Edna Valley. And then he had to check the label because he like didn't believe me. And he's like, I don't know if I got a label for this. And um, so then when I put it in the cart and read the label, I realized it was the same as what Sarah had gotten. So I put it in my cart anyways and I got it because I told Sarah I thought it would have been interesting if I went to one other place, couldn't find something from Slow County, but then put, we had two 2018 Edna Valley Pinot Noirs on the table and it would be interesting to see if we could be like, we think these two are the same or not, you know? I'll get you more. So, um, but yeah, so let me read the description for the wine that I brought. Uh, I, it's a, this Pinot Noir is a, is ruby in color and has berry and spice aromas followed by flavors of cherry, strawberry, blackberries, cola, and a hint of black tea. The smooth mouthfeel, velvety tannins, and super long finish add up to a spectacularly balanced and luscious Pinot Noir. The cola, very intrigued by yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I think we have some very distinct 
flavors. Yeah. What is? Do you want to read your description, Erin? Sure. Okay, so I'll read what was on the bottle, mm -hmm. and then I'll read the follow-up because the bottle really gave nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we craft we craft balance and elegant expressions of California's central coast. Our grapes are afforded a cool, cooling coastal influence that extends our growing season. Nope, this is not mine. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. I'm like, I think you're reading. That's mine. mine. Yours is the little white one. Oh yes. Yeah, I was like, I think you're you. reading like that Sarah's. I'm like, okay, we are gonna have two of the same. I know. <laughs> okay, so the I'm gonna read what was on the bottle because yeah. Well, because yours preface it. Yours is also from Edna Valley yeah. too. Yeah, and I think that's really where the Pinots and yeah. slow area are from. Um, our cool climate vineyard nestled into a hillside in the Edna Valley. There are the site's foggy, foggy mornings and coastal breezes create perfect growing conditions for our seven clones of Pinot Noir, culminating in an expressive and complex single vineyard wine. So that really gave us nothing. Yeah, so, I don't know what, what to guess. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like one of those where like we I were like, like the other two fit. What's expressive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this I found on Wine Magazine. Okay. It was a review and then this is what someone had put together about basically the palette of it. Extremely fresh aromas of bean cherry sorbet, red currant syrup, red flowers, and underlying licorice make for an intensely fruity and delicious nose. The palate tightens up around dried cherry and hibiscus flavors with luxurious amount of mace, sumac, and chai spice, uh, leading into a lingering finish of lavender and mint. Mint? Yeah. Licorice and mint and bean cherry. It apparently starts with the licorice, well, it's, the licorice is more the smell mm -hmm. to, to the nose, but then apparently it goes from cherry hibiscus into some spices and leaves you with lavender and mint. So, so intrigued. So I'm very I think curious. that's why it is expressive. Yeah. 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 Your, your wine description, like, I'm very curious about because for many reasons. One, it has licorice in it, and Sarah and I, you will, you've heard our stories about licorice yeah. <laughs> and wine. And also, I mean, that this description reads like a dessert, too. And Sarah mm -hmm. and I are always like, I'm looking and for I'm a not. dessert wine. Okay. So, okay, Sarah's not. I'm lumping her in with me. But we were also talking about, you know, like how it's difficult to find a Pinot, you know, in Slow County. Uh, north of Edna yeah. Valley, yeah. and it it is because it does. I guess we, so. We've poured one. It's been op so. What we opened these bottles maybe 20 minutes ago. Half hour. Yeah. Brad, would you so like what to are we? Yours? Yeah. What are we getting like on our noses? I'm, I first. Go ahead. I'm getting a hint of that cola and cherry. Because mm. I'm and I'm not getting. I feel like we're either going to be looking for cola or licorice or pomegranate. I'm more, I'm, and I'm, this is more cola to me. I'm leaning plummy. Yeah, I got a ton of like red fruit. Like just when you poured it and put it down in front of me, I got this immediate aroma of like cherries and plums. It's very velvety, like, but I think all of the descriptions pretty much say that there's that velvety yeah. finish to it. They are all more velvety. So I'm gonna do what I did last time where I make a one, two, and a three on the back of one of these and then make Are these notes. all, are we, should we all correlate one, two, three to one of these? Or does that matter? No, that no I'm matter. just putting notes on the Never back mind. of one. Never mind. It's fine. Um, 
Mr. Brad, what do you get when you sniff your wine? I mean, it's also, these are these, it's a beautiful dark, like, burgundy color. Hey, Mommy, two things. Yeah. Cherry's a little bit of... Yeah, I'm getting some like spice at the end. Yeah. So, Erin's mm. description included mace, and you and I were like, mace? Is that peppery? So, what did we get for the actual definition of mace? Um, for the description of what mace uh, tastes like, uh, mace spice is often described as a less intensely concentrated version of nutmeg, though it also has notes of cinnamon and black pepper. Like nutmeg, mace is typically used in baking, where those warm notes bridge the savory and sweet in rich foods like donuts, cakes, and sweet potato or pumpkin pie. Sumac is up, up that same genre too, I feel like, right? Sumac? No, I actually, I don't know. I feel like I could almost get like a black tea, like, Mm -hmm. I could finish. Yeah. Sumac is about one uh, is any one of about 35 species of flowering plants in the genus Urus. Uh It grows in subtropical. Okay, what's it taste like? As a flavor, typically lightened to the tartness of lemon. Though the spice has a milder. What'd you do? Oh, he dropped his place mat down. Okay. Spice has milder fruity profile that balances acidity. Trademarks of the spice include a deep purple red tone. It's tartness of lemon. It's very interesting. So they're a type of like berries. Should we try it with some food and see um, Trader Joe's, like the vegan one? And then um, it is topped with eggplant, mushroom, and zucchini. The second one is a tomato base with mozzarella cheese. Oh, not mozzarella cheese, I guess. Um, the second one is tomato base, mozzarella cheese with garlic, tomato, olives, and prosciutto. Yum. And then the last one is a olive oil base with mozzarella cheese, artichokes, um, mushrooms, lightly salted um, with truffle oil Ooh. and arugula. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so which one do you think, I don't know, which one should I try with the, I think I'm gonna I go know. with the eggplant first. Try mm. that with my uh, I feel like I'm gonna, my can I borrow this bread? I'm gonna cut these mm. into smaller pieces. I didn't really get around to. Mm. Do I need to drizzle this one with the uh, truffle oil here? There's already a little on okay. it, but if that uni grill, like, just grab like that. If you would like some pizza, please ask for it. Thank you for helping. So while we're all mm. pondering the flavor, Sarah, because um, we're both geologists, uh, so most mm. of the wines, the wines that we, the pinots that we drank at our mm. first pizza and pinot mm. dinner were all from the okay. uh, Transverse Range Geomorphic mm. Province. And these are from the Coast Range Geomorphic Province. So how do you think the Geomorphic Province affects the, um, the flavor profiles that we're getting out of these wines? It's a good question. I'll have a better <laughs> answer once I've tasted all of them, but 
I have a feeling the slow area is going to have more iron and magnesium, especially from the serpentine-rich soils up there. Mm -hmm. And that, it, I'm not sure how that exactly is going to affect the flavor, but it, the extra iron, the extra magnesium especially will affect vines. So when you say it'll affect fines, are you talking about like the sediment that you'll see at the bottom of the unfiltered lines, or what do you mean by fines, like in the soil fines? Um, are you talking about yeah? Are we talking about soil fines or or it, the vines? Not oh, vines. oh, vines! Yes, it'll, too much magnesium can actually adversely affect the vines. I just hang out around drill rigs too often. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, those we like foam ear plugs are not like yeah. Too are much not wine healthy. also impacts the you know hearing yeah, too. Yeah, tell so. me more yeah. about the fines. Yeah. What percentage are we talking about? <laughs> for just for the non-geologist, do you know what a geomorphic province is, Brad? No, but I'm guessing province means region. Yeah, so this map that we have here, uh, it divides the state of California mm -hmm. into different geomorphic provinces, and they're all kind of like uniquely uh, united, like each province has something to do with like the rock structure, the tectonic structure. Uh, something that unites that entire area so like the entire transverse mm. range that's the section of california that where the coastline is facing south instead of west mm. and um that ends right at point conception so oh. we're right in the in the coast ranges with uh our pinos from paso robles mm. and from uh at San Luis Obispo County. yeah not paso robles so i don't edna know valley. edna valley yeah south slow hmm. yeah I don't even remember where mine's from anymore. <laughs> oh wait, no I do, Never mind. <laughs> also Edna Valley? I think so. I don't know. I, Slash, I think AG Oro Grande also has some. Let me read the second. Vineyards and Dupinos. Mm. It just says San Luis Obispo oh. on this uh, second. So maybe it's slow on the second. Cause the second description Which for mine. Which is probably like Edna Valley. If it's yeah, the description on my, um, on the bottle said, the sleepy central coast town of San Luis Obispo, California is known for I know many things, I beautiful coastline, <laughs> fresh foods and vegetables, outstanding regional wines, and a lifestyle that is slow. We celebrate this unique culture with slow lane, slushability, <laughs> Pinot Noir. What are you doing to my hair, Theo? I don't know. My, my hairstylist Tatiana might not like what you're doing. <laughs> Pinot Noir that exhibits bougie, cherry bougie, and berry aroma. Are you making, giving me a bougie hairstyle? Is that what you said? <laughs> bougie. Birdie. Oh, birdie. Yeah. Rich spices. And a, yes. Rich spices and an oak flavor, followed by lingering finish. Uh, okay, so we're going to see. Oh, I'm already hey. noticing that the Pinots from hey. Slow County are very different from the ones that we tasted from the Santa Rita Hills. They seem to be more subdued, more yeah. velvety, and maybe that's the fact that it is a little bit warmer, so you don't allow those berries to really um, have that characteristic of the Pinot, that it, maybe they're hidden a little bit with the more and, and I realize I made that statement as we only tried number one. We still have two more wines. I'm just, you know, making a blanket statement. But when you try it with food, it seems to bring out the characteristic. Yeah, it seems very, like, mild. Here, please. 
I'm very like uh it just Okay, so Theo is really into prosciutto, and he calls you what, Brad? Prosciutto daddy. All right. <laughs> Explain this. Yeah, so he's uh, definitely been uh, adding two or three words together to try and form sentences. and So there's some other form sentences he uses that have daddy in it, but I'll spare you uh, those. <laughs> but uh, prosciutto daddy was his way of asking for more prosciutto, please. Uh, and so... I find it interesting that if I ever need to come up with a new email address or, you know, for my pizza business, it might be called Prosciutto Daddy. Prosciutto Daddy? You could have your own podcast and just call it Prosciutto Daddy. Prosciutto Daddy, where I talk about all the different uh, types of prosciutto from Italy that I put on my pizza. Oh my God, um, yes. Yeah. Brad, that's a thing. Up until the uni, we didn't, we didn't really put prosciutto on pizza, but now we do. So until I started making my own pizza at home, it was really boring about pizza. Mm -hmm. And last night I made a pizza that had peaches with crumbled bacon and red onions. And then I topped it with uh, chopped basil. Mm. Oh, it was so good. It's uh, So a few years ago I had a peach pizza, summer peach pizza at Convivo. And mm. I was there with dinner with my parents and we're like, what is this peach pizza thing? And Ever since then, I've just been like obsessed with like how the, mm. the peach sugar like caramelizes, mm. and it's like perfect. I had paired it with a Syrah last night. It was yeah. really good. So yeah. I'm ready to move to number two. How do you guys Same. feel? Are you guys ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay, so chug a log over there, Mr. Bre Mr. <laughs> Daddy Prosciutto Daddy. <laughs> May I pour for you? Yes, please. Thank you. Will you pass me so color-wise, that's different Sorry. shade. <laughs> like, look at that. It's kind of translucent. You can mm -hmm. kind of see through it. Would you describe the pre the first one as inky or no? Not no? quite inky, because you can see through it. Mm -hmm. It's very yeah, pretty. So if you can see through it, then it's not inky. Uh, I wouldn't. Well, that's just me. I, I'm yeah. still working on describing colors, but. I feel like it can be relative too, though. Yeah. Like, this is definitely lighter in color. Well, more, more mm. And I think it also depends where you're looking at it. If mm. you're inside, outside, mm -hmm. yeah. you have fluorescent lights. Yeah, definitely like a little bit of that mm -hmm. that evening evening afterglow we've got going on right now. Yeah, in beautiful Santa huh. Barbara at mm -hmm. Golden Hour. I'm. Oh, this I feel like. Mm. I was gonna say I feel like this uh, that red currant syrup description on there. Oh really? I was gonna Bean say cherry. This Ooh. smells more like um, a Santa Barbara Pinot. Yeah. It, it, yeah. As far as what we tasted last time, it's more fruit forward. Mm. Oh yeah, I get what you're saying, Aaron. It has the, the like like the. <laughs> For me, it's the the finish that tastes like cherry syrup. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. The Pinot is in ruby in color and has berry and spice which followed by flavors of cherry, strawberries, blackberries, cola, and a black tea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I definitely like taste it, taste the cherry second, but not necessarily. Mine's like, I get that like, but I'm getting kind of that that. Hmm. Almost kind of a black tea. I don't know if it's like that far for me into that realm. I don't know. I got black tea for the first one. You see a bunny? 
Sarah, I don't think it's black tea. I think it's like a hint of licorice. It is more velvety though than a lot of the um, the Santa Barbara Pinos. It's still got that velvety kind of mm. mouthfeel. Yeah, cherry for sure sticks out to me. other one this one's kind of like no, making my tongue no. feel kind of like sucking them yeah it like it, it you know like that like after an earthy you drink something really earthy and it's like that clay sucking like <laughs> yeah I definitely yeah. have that yeah too it's very did one of them talk about being grown in clay none no does anybody get a little bit of vanilla on the nose? Mm -hmm. I can see that. I kind of think that comes oh. from... Because there's one that talks about hints of spicy oak, which kind of means that it was probably barrel-aged, and the vanilla smell... Vanilla comes from... from uh, it's uh, uh, an extract from barrel-aging. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I oh, do definitely get vanilla, so that's interesting. So I'm going to put parentheses vanilla next to spicy oak on my description. See, yeah, I don't taste like the plum though that that one. I don't know. I'm going to try it with some of the uh, prosciutto pizza. Where you can go with that? That's how you do it. So Sarah, maybe explain a little bit about like some of the like the climate portion, like the cooling coastal influence. You know, does that have an impact usually on um, the grapes? Yeah. Uh, it has a huge impact. Um, the cooler climates allow um, different varietals to be able to have a longer time to develop on the vine. Um, so it gives it a longer development base climates. Uh, it depends on the species or the varietal of the, uh, the grape. So mm. Pinots, they developed in regions in Europe that were more cooler climates. So they do better in the cooler climate and they're able to get that nice uh, brick to acid mm. level in that environment as where there's one um, Cabernet that w has been grown in Santa Maria mm -hmm. and when you have a grape that uh, likes hot climate and it's stuck in a cool climate, it can start tasting like peppers and this wine in particular, it's still aging, but for me it tastes like a banana pepper mm. and you don't necessarily want to get a glass of Cab and get a big old mouthful of banana pepper. Yeah. Um, so it, the climate really depends on your varietal, and hmm. uh, the Pinots do great in the, the cooler climates. <laughs> so when I eat some of the prosciutto and then drink the uh, number two, 
I get like this like hint of spice. Is it like a nutmeg spice? I'm not sure. I don't have enough wine, so I need more wine. <laughs> I need more wine to try it again. <laughs> I, I can fix that. Yeah. My wine fairy over here. Personal wine fairy. <laughs> she is. She brings down the wine from Ellen Hancock that I order. Mm -hmm. she's, she's my personal wine fairy. Okay. How do you describe a super long finish? Um, so or just after, it's a lingering. It's a lingering taste. So I would say after you're, you've kind of swallowed, it's still, you, you taste it and it keeps, it stays on your palate a long time. Okay. Hmm. So I know I said that for number one I was getting black tea, but I feel like I'm really getting black tea on this. After, like I ate one of the black I olives. did not get black tea on the first one and I taste it much more here. Yeah, so I'm putting black tea here. Mm. All right, I've just cleansed my palate with a new piece of watermelon. Mm -hmm. Is it watermelon? You cleanse your palate with watermelon. <laughs> well, it's clearing out the garlic and the uh, truffle. Do you want to help lift? Let's, you got to put it on its wheels. All right. Now what? Yeah, I still definitely am tasting that vanilla. Once you said it, so, I was trying to put my finger on what exactly like that front, that first flavor was. So the pinots that were grown in Santa Barbara County and Santa Rita Hills that we tasted the first episode of pizza and pinots, mm. uh, they were largely grown in diatomaceous shale. Mm. Right? For the most okay. part, yeah. So like a chalky once we get into Paso Robles, we're getting into kind of like materials that have uh, different, uh, more volcanics. Um, yeah, and more metamorphics, uh, especially with the oh serpentine. Yeah. At least I think of it when I drive up north and you can see those outcrops. Of yeah, the green, yeah. yeah, the green serpentine. And yeah. that's going to then decompose and travel down mm. and get into the lower lying uh, soils. So should we get hints of asbestos then? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's no asbestos in the wines. <laughs> no, uh, serpentinite tends to be uh, where you would find naturally occurring asbestos, and uh, we were joking about that earlier. <laughs> and that's usually found in the Franciscan formation. But you can see like nice green outcrops of that. Like when you're going through slow, it like looks like ground, like green. You're like, oh. Why did they put all that like green stuff on the hill? And it's like, no, that's green rock. And there's a nice outcrop that you can actually look at over at um, Avila, towards Avila Pier. Let's keep it outside. Yeah. And we have I'll serpentine here in Santa Barbara up in Big Mountains. There's serpentine hill and you get yeah. a beautiful outcrop. I had asked why, how the like soils uh -huh. and affect. Or if they change. If they change. And I mean, and I'm going to say, they change pretty quickly just from the drilling jobs that I've done. They change pretty quickly within a short span of time and over a short distance uh, because of the tectonic movement of the plates mm -hmm. with and also like creating that melange of material between the Franciscan formation with the greenstone and all that kind of stuff. So that's my experience from drilling in Slow County is I've had very different profiles, profiles in very short distances. Okay. I have not done anything in Paso Robles. Okay. So um, 
I didn't bring my USDA soil map with me. <laughs> <laughs> next, next time I'll be next better time. prepared. Ooh, that I, would be kind of fun. What if we each pulled the map up for your winery that you? Oh yeah. Mm. And bring that along at the end. Soil's just in any vineyard. You're probably gonna, if you can get a vineyard that is uniform soil. That's an anomaly. That's, You're yeah, gonna get so much variation. Just. Mm -hmm. And I guess you end up putting all the grapes together at the mm -hmm. end, so it kind of blends. But sometimes, I mean, unless... Depending on how it's planted, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you get some grapes that are just, you kind of notice one block is... They're ripening faster and developing faster. You might actually pick them sooner than another just because you want to have that uniform sugar to acid ratio. Yeah. And if you have enough uh, labor to be able to do that, it's just I think the labor is a big problem yeah. of trying to find people to come out. If you can get somebody to come out when you roughly want everything harvested, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well also, come color. The vines tend to be planted usually in a valley but also from our discussions before it's also depends on how much sun and which aspect of the hillsides like so sometimes they're planted on hillsides mm -hmm. right valid point um actually um depending on your grape you especially if you have a vine that's more vigorous it's going to grow more vegetative versus the uh, reproductive mm -hmm. side you want it on a hillside because you're not going to get as much water, it's going to run down yeah. slope, Drain and you're not going to get the vines getting all the water that it wants and all the nutrients that it wants. Oh. So if you force it to um, uh, struggle a bit more, you're going to get more interesting grapes okay. and more flavor in your grapes. So That's where if you get give a vine everything it wants, too much water, then too much, water too much nutrients, then it puts all of its energy into vegetative growth oh. as opposed to your reproductive grapes. or grape growth. Does more adding, well, does uptake of more water on a grape kind of make the flavors less powerful? It can. Um, and one of my, one of my professors' favorite uh, answer is it depends. Mm -hmm. um, it depends on the varietal, it depends on the location, depends on a lot of things. A lot of but other factors. Typically, um, you want to be able to control the vine's uh, availability with water. So you can, at a certain point during the growing season, force your vines to what they call change focus mm -hmm. from the vegetative growth so the vine is yeah. able to get the leaves to produce the carbohydrates to then the change focus. the focus into growing the fruit. Okay. So you make you trick the vines into thinking, oh no, I I'm not producing enough. I'm not mm -hmm. going to survive. I need to produce more fruit, fruit so, so I, I can, can survive mm -hmm. and spread my seed. And that's where you get the really good grapes. Mm. So after having this pizza here that has the um, mushrooms and the truffle oil on it. Tip it over to help him. I was getting more spices, spices to it, mm -hmm. and you know we talked about mace being a combination of nutmeg it. and what did you say? Mm. Baking spices, uh, mild pepper. Yeah, so. I'm getting that after eating the truffle pizza. On number two? Oh, I don't think I'm getting nutmeg on it. I'm getting 
kind of a spiciness, but I think that comes more from oak. And especially since I smell the vanilla on the nose, mm -hmm. I hear spicy oak. That just makes me think barrels. And maybe that's really? my... That's, that's me reading more into it than I should. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. I think I'm ready for the third one. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Oh, uh-oh, go the other way. Let's back up, back up. Back, 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 portion of it. You can do your best to try and get equal water across the entire field. Um, distribution uniformity, like in water efficiency. You want to be in like the 90, you know, 90s, like upper 90s. But DU matters a lot when you're trying to grow grow wine or any any crop. But And so trying to control it, it's interesting on the more of the stressing. Because my, my background is in agricultural engineering. So we do, I did, I focused in irrigation. I was going to bring that up. Oh, <laughs> was that a later topic? Because oh. you were going yeah. that way. You were just plowing well, in that direction. Mm. But yeah, it, do you want to buy me one? <laughs> yeah. You can keep that one. <laughs> well, look, Theo damaged my cooler. <laughs> Hi, Rex. So the, the nose on this is very different from um, all the others. Are we on number three yet? Yeah, this is number three. Yeah, hurry up, Slipo. <laughs> oh, stop. You too. You too. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Mm. Color-wise, this looks about the same as number two. I think, I think the first one was the darkest. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think number two was the lightest, number one was the darkest, and this one's kind of in between. Mm -hmm. I gotta pick yeah. it up. We're gonna go to the other side. I feel like I'm getting like red currant with some spice. Mm -hmm. Red currant and like all spice. That'd be very close to uh, mace, sumac, and chai. <laughs> mm -hmm. I definitely actually smell the chai. Yeah, actually. There's a, there's a good. Oh. You mentioned that sumac has like a lemonade. Yeah. It. And I feel like I'm getting. Oh, that's interesting. Are you getting. Back up or go. Like I'm I, getting I, uh, something. The chai. Like that. Mm -hmm. That flavor of spice. I, I'm getting lemon. Could that be the lavender and mint? Sumac. Or sumac. <laughs> Oh, that's very mild. We may need to uh, take this away. Are we about? <laughs> like on the palate, that's surprising. So very mild. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Okay. Mm. I think that's the most distinct distinct flavor we've had so far. Why don't you come back this way? Definitely most comp complex and like with a couple different things coming in all at once versus the other two. It was like first flavor, then a second flavor, and then a third flavor. Like this So what are you getting all. coming in all at once? I think it's, I definitely, the chai makes a lot of sense. Like there's definitely like that, that, that like tea, but not like a black tea, more of like a kind of that spicy chai. And then, and then the the lingering finish of lavender and mint. I could, I don't know about lavender, but I think mint and kind of more of like a tea finish on it as well. Yeah, it has like a minty finish. Yeah. Unchucky. 
Good, so I have a new uh, mouthwash in the morning. Followed by flavors of cherry, strawberry, blackberries. Ooh, I just got a scent of cherry cola. On number one? Yeah, cola and a hint of black tea, smooth mouthfeel, velvety tannins, and super long finish add up to a spectacularly balanced, luscious Pinot Noir. So I have a question, Sarah. So when it says velvety tannins, I feel like what, I, what I've been thinking velvety is, when you mentioned like velvety, I was like, huh, I think what I think velvety is versus what I should actually be attributing velvety to might not be on the same page. Because for me, I'm like, I think velvet like super soft, luxurious, super smooth. And um, that's what I thought the first one was. But then you said the second one was velvety. So what is the technical definition of um, velvety? I, it's very subjective. Okay. I would say yeah. one is more velvety than two. But in general, I would say all three of these are more velvety than what we tasted from Santa Barbara County. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Santa Barbara County produces really velvety no pinots and maybe that has to do with just the terroirs and the soil differences diatomaceous shale there we go <laughs> <laughs> so i just like screaming diatomaceous shale because um that's just usually pops up on well things yeah. <laughs> see it's kind of funny because i thought the first one had cola and then i started tasting the third one you got I think it. I'm getting more cherry on the third one and a little bit of cola there. So I'm not getting any cola on the third one. I agree with that. The third one, I think the third one I get more mint and I actually think the third one is Aaron's wine with aromas of Bing cherry, sorbet, red currant syrup, That's the one I think. red flavors, licorice, intensity of fruit, delicious nose, lightens up around dried cherry, hibiscus flavor, luxurious amounts of mace, sumac, and chai spice, lingering finish with lavender mint. And uh, I find number three is very complex. Better shock in that. <laughs> I taste number three to me, the cherry tart cherry mm -hmm. kind of flavor stands out and this description hey, of red Daddy. currant syrup which i feel like that's a very mm -hmm. odd description i'm not sure i would tie it to something mm -hmm. but i feel like i the syrup like a syrupy kind of flavor resonates when i yeah. taste it but okay you got it so so far before we know whose bottle is whose what's your favorite one two or three I'm gonna want to retaste one and two. Yeah, I need to do that. Too. <laughs> the oldest trick in the book when you're at a winery. I would like to revisit one and two and three. <laughs> well, I think number one is my favorite. I don't think they're all really good, and they're all very like they're all more like they're so different from the Santa, Santa Rita Hills what Pinots that we had. So it's interesting because I do feel like the Santa Barbara Pinots, Santa Rita Hills Pinots, they're more, they are more, they're more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, their flavor profiles match a bit more. Like they're all, I would say like the quality is always up there, consistent, mm -hmm. but it, you just don't have as much of like, these are very varying taste to me for mm -hmm. Pinots first. The Santa Rita Hills ones. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that has to do with the fact that they're all further from the coast. They are coastal, mm-hmm. but but they're all these like niche, like yeah. niche like areas that we're mm-hmm. trying to grow them in. Plus, like That's pretty sharp, honey, Edna honey. Valley. See, this is sharp. Like I don't in the summer, you go to Edna Valley in the I'm summer. It's gonna be pretty warm. You go to Santa Rita Hills in the summer, you're probably gonna need a jacket. Yeah. Or yeah. two. Okay. Yeah. To that point, like in the valley, that warms up. Mm-hmm. Like Santa Rita Hills area, like it can get warm, but not like Edna Valley will warm up more than there. So a question for Sarah then. Uh, so I feel like these are kind of I'm not gonna say that they're sweet wines, but they're more like I don't know what's the word. They're smoother. They're not. Um, I feel like they're not as earthy as the Pinots that we had from Santa Barbara. More fruity. Yeah, they're more fruity. Yeah. That'd be the word. So like because you know the Pinots that we had last time, I get that kind of like clay. You know, like when you put clay in your mouth and it like puckers. Oh yeah, absolutely. I get more of that from the Santa Rita Hills um, on my palate, personally, <laughs> uh, from the Santa Rita Hills mm-hmm. Pinots, versus these are like drinking a nice like. That's what the velvety is. Yeah. There we the go, velvety tannins. Yeah. It mm-hmm. means you're not gonna pucker, and it doesn't feel like you just were checking a soil to see if it was clay. Oh, can you it, oh, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't absorb the moisture off your tongue as much as yeah. the other the ones yeah. from Santa Barbara. I felt that just from normal tasting in Santa Barbara County. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll definitely feel a lot more of that. So I feel like, I mean, that alone has to be largely due to like the climates and the soil. Yeah, number right? Um, I think the terroirs, that, yeah, that has everything to do with the terroir and trying to say that it's the soil versus the temperature versus the winds versus that's a really complex question and I don't know how you would begin to assess so you the just percentage of up, importance of soil versus temperature versus everything. So you just brought up the wind. How does the wind affect the vines? Wind will help make sure that especially if you have a coastal um, vineyard mm-hmm. that you get airflow through your vines and you don't have as much botrytis and uh, issues as far as um, fungal growth. And so when you say, which number is that, Aaron? Two. Two? Okay, so when you say detritus, what, what are we talking about? Oh, botrytis is a type of... Um, in your order like, of one, two, I three. I like number uh, two the best. Num- number two is your favorite. Okay, so why is number two your favorite before you go bathe the child? It was the uh, it was the vanilla. It was that. The vanilla. Flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I. My mm. least favorite is. I'm. Don't. Number one. <laughs> your least favorite is number one. Yeah. yeah. By that facial reaction from Ava, I think I got it. I nailed it. <laughs> Interesting. Um, it's kind of funny, going back to one, I went from three to one. So that's where I'm at right now. And I taste the cola in number three, but, and I thought that I tasted cola in number one and going back to it, I don't taste it anymore. Not as much. So or number three it, was really hard for me because I wasn't getting anything on my palate with number three. Really? It was, I thought it was, it, I just, it didn't hit anything for me really. Black tea. Well, two is not my favorite. 
I will say that I'm between one and three. So number one is so far my favorite. I have not gotten pomegranate on anything. No. And I'm kind of disappointed about I haven't that. either. I haven't gotten licorice on anything yeah. either. Well, you didn't get licorice the last time either. Yeah. Until we unveiled it and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe. Um, I really think a lot of these, it's power suggestion that if we do it again, maybe mm -hmm. we should just make our own tasty notes and then compare oh. our tasty notes afterwards to see, so we don't have the power suggestion. Just I kind of like that idea because I do think it's easy to be like, ooh, me too. Ooh. And then you start thinking in one direction. Yeah. I'm trying to convince myself something is one way when it's, maybe I'm trying to convince myself I'm tasting something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. I I'm like just, that idea though because I feel like you could write yeah. everything down. Share cool. thoughts, discuss the thoughts, but... I well, get a lot of vanilla on number two. Yeah. When I think the hard part is whoever tastes or writes these tasty notes, they have a palate. Their palate may not be the same as yours. Mm -hmm. So, okay, maybe they are picking up licorice and that's true for them and they taste licorice every time, but you just have a different palate from them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, that's why there's so many different types of wines because everybody's... Everybody's different. So you think that... Okay, so Sarah and I are odds for one and three. I'm between one and three. I feel like I need to try three again. Here. What are you drinking right now, Sarah? I'm drinking number one right now. I might need to go back to three. Just double check. I, I feel like I also... I would appreciate maybe... I'm tempted to go get one, just another wine glass, so I can like taste back and, and forth. back and forth. Yeah. Because I keep like thinking one thing and then I knock that off and I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, what was Brad on? Was he on three? Because if you have one, you can go I don't back know and what's forth. in that. Oh. You do have your water glass that you've put nothing in. I do. But it's kind of the shape of the glass can actually affect it too. Mm -hmm. Okay, explain that. Um, it's not necessarily if, like, is, if you're going to taste five different wines, make sure you have five of the same glasses because the way that the aromas come up through the glass, like so you, you want to have everything consistent. It's uniformity just in general is a good thing that if okay. you have like a, a pint glass that you put wine in, mm -hmm. it's not going to give not you, pleasant. yeah. <laughs> So, um, so the shape of the wine then affects how the scent comes out of the wine, out it of the does. glass. I am not an expert in this, but Can you cut that in yes. Mm -hmm. And I think the shape of the glass is even more important for um, sparkling wines, mm -hmm. just oh, because of the effervescence. You, you yeah, you want to make sure the CO two isn't released faster. So it's not going flat after mm -hmm. by the Which, end of the. You know those um, those wide round ones that are they say that it was based off of Marie Antoinette's breast. Yeah. yeah. Um, those <laughs> what? Are, you don't heard that story? Yeah. They say that. The Start rest, over. The, they say that that the shape Explain. of that glass was basically. This is an explicit uh, like, episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the rumor PG is 13. it was basically like the shape of her breast and then they made a glass out of that and that's what 
that champagne glass was. Oh. That's the worst glass to drink out of because you have so much surface area, it allows it's the CO2 away. to go away. So you either need to drink that really fast, which means you're gonna have a great night, or you want a long skinny glass really small so your CO2 isn't going to release and you can actually savor it. Okay. But it, they are pretty. They are. Yeah. So I think we do need a second wine glass to decide between get, one and three. So I don't have any more, well, any ones that are like fully not dusted of these. I have it stemless. I think for our thing, you We've got an empty another? glass. We're not really professional here. Okay. I'd Come say on, I'm we're just making a point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't expect the same glass. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we'll just you know. I do have like four more, more of those somewhere. I think it, this is more of a do as I say, not do as I do. <laughs> Every, yeah. I I continue to hear that from my mother as an adult. I've actually never heard that from my parents. Mm. I hear it from my employer. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh no, I I heard that growing up all the time. I also heard I took I brought you into this world. I can take you out. I never heard that. Oh, I heard that. I was never. I feel friend. like I was. I've heard. Okay, so, I have heard that, but I have never been told. So you're pouring. Sense. What are you pouring into these short um, glasses? Number three. Number three. I'm gonna do one because I have three. Okay. Oh no, is that? It, it's, it's fine. Okay. We have different palettes anyways. Yeah. It's, yeah. So number one then. Hit me. Mm. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> Sarah's ready for it. She's like, after all those comments like, last weekend oh, about my wedding dress. <laughs> oh no, that was the easiest. I, I've, I've seen they, say yes to the dress and yeah. all these like people. Oh no, you need to lose weight or this or that. And everybody like, she never who? met my friend Lindsay, okay. and everybody. And my aunt was there, and my mom. Okay, I was gonna ask who else you went with. Everybody was on the same page of, oh yeah, but number one. Oh yeah, but, but number, number one. one. And I think maybe you guys were just reading my Patty. face. Number one was a stunner. So, so it was your number one. That was my number That's one. So funny. So when I yeah. went wedding dress dress shopping, number one, and like same thing because I kept like trying on others, and I kept thinking about number one. And we went to like two or three, we did everything in a day, like multiple places, and then got to the last one. And then I think I hit a point where I was like, I'm over trying on dresses. Like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And I genuinely like number one. And then I like, and then we went back that day, tried it on. I was like, yep, we're good. Hey, hey, hey. Well, and it's one of I may need to just go back to that store and grab it because the floor model was four hundred dollars off. It. Yeah, oh, and so, I'm just sitting there going, and it fits almost perfectly. That so you have I'm, minor alterations. I'm basically. looking. To, I'm actually working and going to. My the gym mom actually asked just, why we're going to another dress shop. <laughs> <She's> yeah. like, <laughs> but I feel like look. if you have it scheduled, you just do it. It like I feel like it resolves like either. We'll know more by the like you'll be more confident with your decision by the end, or maybe you find something totally different. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, this is it. Like, what I mean, my little Pinterest board for collecting dress ideas. Sweet girl, that one is. You want it? It's beautiful, but I have some other ideas as far as that one like, is in number one. The one your number. Other one. than yeah, so okay. so the dress that she picked out is not okay. Now, curious, what did you what did you think you would like? 
Um, I'm gonna bring okay. up my Pinterest because very like golden age of Hollywood. Kind style. of Audrey oh, Hepburn, where okay, you have yeah, a yeah. tight skirt and then almost a removable train. Yep. And yeah. But then it doesn't show off the boot tag. It does at the reception. When you when it comes off, blah. exactly. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so <laughs> we went wedding dress shopping, and like she walked out in the first dress, and it was like stunning, va va boom, like wow, that is the dress, like yeah. visceral did reaction. Did you pick it, or did the people help you pick it? So. Luckily, they had a website, so I just went through their okay. stock, and I liked different things. And the funny thing is I liked a couple things going, okay, it might be okay. Like That one, I forgot I'd even liked it because I'm going, I don't think I'd pick this out for myself. And then I saw it in person, and it looks so different in person mm -hmm. than it did in the pictures. But, it was incredible. Like, it hugged in all the right places. See, that's comfy. And was it comfy? It was comfy? super comfy. That did it for me, too. Yeah. I was like, yep. We interrupt this conversation about wedding dresses to get back to the wine. For those of you that want to hear more about our wedding dress shopping experience at The Dress in downtown Santa Barbara, uh, stay tuned at the end of the podcast and you can pick up on our wedding dress conversation. I'm set with one or three. So I have decided that uh, one is what I had in my stem glass, mm -hmm. and three is what was in my stemless. I didn't change anything. I stick with stuck with what I had. Does anyone want this? No. No, or I don't. <laughs> oh, I will take it. But I would like more of number one. So. I'm, so I've one got is so one is still your one's your one's my fave. Okay, and I'm also like betting that you want, that you this want more of a glass than that. No, it's okay. fine. I'm betting this is the one that I brought. See, and I think three is the one you brought. See, this is interesting. Sarah and I are usually yeah. like on I like the same three, page. I like three better than one. Because I taste I taste the or smell the cola on number three, and I'm I don't going get back that to on one. number three. Get that on number one. I don't. Yeah. I get also cool on number one, I think, too. I think number three is the, the cherry tart thing still mm -hmm. is where. But it's very smooth at the end. I you Well, know number what? three is, like, the most complex for me. And I get, like, mint and vanilla and spice and cherry and everything. Oh. I think number no. one to me has um, has the most like that clay suck the suck all the moisture out of your mouth mm. kind of feel. Well, number two, maybe for two, me. maybe two is my yeah. least favorite. So maybe that <laughs> one compared to three, one does that more. Yeah, I I think I'm in. I'm I'm smelling something in uh, number three. If it's fruit is all from. Farm cart, mm. and then Yum. the homemade whipped cream. I got the heavy whipping cream and sugar and all that from a grocery outlet. But I also um, the vanilla is from my last trip to Mexico, which we won't Ooh. talk about how long ago that was. I it was have too heard long. Mexico is a very good place to buy. Mm. 
Every time I go to Mexico, I buy vanilla. My mom like buys it through friends who go to Mexico a lot and gets like all this vanilla in bulk. Yeah, <laughs> I do not leave Mexico without vanilla. So need more one? Uh, yeah, so let's start from the beginning. Number one. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm on three, so I'm gonna have to do light pours because we're running low on Okay. Yeah, give me just like tiny taste. I'm good. Tiny. Zipper too. That's good. I hear Theo. He's like, Ava's got the fruit out. I may need to go in. I need the fruit. And I spilled it like all over the table. Hi. Do you want to put PJs on and come have some fruit with whipped cream? Okay. Go get Pass a jacket your plate, then. Sir? Oh. Theo, let's put some PJs on. Yeah, this is not naked time. Yeah. This is. Okay. So I had no idea about the wine glass shape. Yeah, I'm still learning about it, but you've got your white wine shapes versus burgundy. This is for you, Ava. I don't know what you're. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Theo fork! Are you sure? I'm sure. And yeah, it, um, it's supposed to help enhance. Um, I, I'm still in the midst of learning that one. So in and your, it'd be uh, interesting to take the same wine and find different glass shapes and see if we could actually taste a difference. Ooh, them. we need to do that. So in your wine sensory class, do they like do that or no? We, they just made sure that when we had our six samples, we had a consistent shape. So you weren't trying to compare shape of glass versus different wines. You want everything as same as possible. You want to store them the same. You want the same glass. That every th the fruit is all from farm cart. Mm. Okay, that, so those peaches. We are have amazing. number one in our glasses. Brad's is a different color than ours, so Brad does not have number one. <laughs> They're good. Different color. Yours has more like orangey reddish tones, and mine's more like pinkish purpley. Do you like Ava's whipped cream? Is that yummy? Can you say thank you? Number two. Oh, good! Mm -hmm. Yummy? Mm. Whipped cream. Oh, we're just gonna do that. Why not? Mm -hmm. But it's okay, Theo. Sometimes However, I just make homemade whipped cream and just spoon it into my mouth too. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Is that good? Oh. You want to do another dip? Mm -hmm. So, how do we feel like the fruit with the whipped cream? Mm. Oh, there's wine. Yeah. Enhances <laughs> number one. Mm. Doesn't change your opinion. This is really good. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the wine. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you like the whipped cream? Yeah, I feel like the fruit, it makes me more convinced that number one is the one that has more of the um, like a hibiscus flavor and mace. See, I don't know what hibiscus tastes like. Hibiscus to me is more like the tart. Mm -hmm. Have you never had Lightly a Lightly floral. It's a Mexican. And kind of like, um, no, Jamaica, not Himica. Himica is the root. Bite at the back. Yeah, yeah. Jamaica, yeah. yes. very similarly spelled Hemica. and sounds the same, is a. It's so good. 
Mexican beverage, very closely related to like horchata from a like a like a kind of like it's in the same dispenser. Totally different flavor, but it's like basically steeped hibiscus leaves with a little bit of sugar and cinnamon and some other. Say whipped cream. Wow, whipped cream. A more cream. He wants more cream. Here it is. That's not enough, Aaron. Yeah, Ooh, is that yummy? Okay, hit me with three. The foam. What do you say? The foam? Foam. Phone or foam? Phone. Phone? Where's the phone? Is this a phone? The microphone? Can you say hi, Grandma? Hi, Grandma. <laughs> grandma Rar. Yeah, grandma, Grandma's listening. No, Grandma Rar is nanny. Nani is yeah. listening. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Nani is whoa. probably listening. <laughs> whoa. I love whoa. his beanie. Mm. Just in case Grandma Rare is listening. Can you say hi, Nani? I'm a good jacket. You want a jacket? Should I go get it? I'm not changing right any of my. I'm, I can't be convinced otherwise. I'm still getting on I'm number agree, three. I'm in agreement with my opinion. Too, yeah. So <laughs> I feel good about mine. So we need differences. We need debate. So Rar, uh, Rar, Rar, Brad. So is everyone like firm in their votes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm firm in mine. I am firm. Locked in. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you've written one, two, and three on them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Brad I just stacked them in the order. <laughs> they have new pens for this. Uh, yeah, let's just say they fell off a truck. <laughs> what about all this? And by a truck, I mean mine. <laughs> oh, here, use the little one. See, let's trade. This is too big. Okay, give me your one, two, three. Oh. I know if you wanted to just like. We can unveil and then. Oh. Okay. What are we gonna do? We're unveiling oh. first. So, so, so we're gonna unveil the bottles, and then we're gonna see what who I'm ghosted right. what for one. Yeah. All right. Okay. So unveil number one. Number one. <laughs> More than that, Brad. <laughs> one little like strawberry. strawberry. Number one is Niner Pinot Noir. Whose was that? Oh, mm. interesting. That was mine. Oh, that was Aaron's. Wait, so that oh. was number three. I put that as number three. I thought that was number three, too. So does that yeah. mean I was right? Ah! Oh. Sarah! Yes, it was. it was. Oh, I almost bought that one, too. <laughs> you almost bought this one? Yeah. See? Mm. Slim, slim choices. Okay, so I'm re-voting, and now <laughs> number one is number three. <laughs> okay. Well, they were, like, the two that I was, like, struggling with. So now that one I know, yeah. yeah. So number uh, two, number two is Edna, Edna Valley. Valley. That was mine. Okay, number two. Everybody got number two right. Did everyone get Edna Valley? Hey, I told Valley? you I was improving from last time. <laughs> wait, but what did you get for number one? I got. I was opposite. Okay, wait. Number yeah. two was what? Edna, Edna Valley. Valley. Um, the this one with the big red park. Oh no, I'm off. I'm straight oh. off today. I didn't lose mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad, Hello. I said. Heck yeah, Dio. I five. said number two was it would have been Ava's. I said number two was is what I mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. So that's the one I like the least was that one. Mm -hmm. Was number one? 
Number three. Number three. Yes. Yeah. So, I guess he liked yours the most then. And I like the yours, niner. and I like yours the most. So, wait, no, 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 time out. Yours was two. Mine was two. I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> no, we both said we like number one the most, and number one was this yours. Is three. This is three. Okay, I like so yours the most. Mine number one, three. Two, three. Yeah. I like two the. I like two the least. Oh no! Oh no! What? What happened? Oh, oh no, what happened? Dad beat mom, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, senior year of college, uh, I participated in this like wine club downtown slow where they bring in um, wine tasting on a certain night and you could just you know taste different wines. And one night, uh, Niner came in. And so I was talking to uh, Dick Niner, and it turns out he's from Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh -huh. I said, I have an aunt and uncle, a great aunt and uncle, that live mm -hmm. in uh, Greenwich, Connecticut. And we got to talking. It turns out he lived in the same building as my great aunt and uncle. Like, obviously, these are very nice um, condos. These are not, you know, apartments. Um, but yeah. Because my aunt, my great aunt and uncle talked about somebody who would open up a winery in Paso Robles, and oh, sure God. enough, it turned out to be Dick Niner. There's so I got to meet oh, wow. him and talk to him about my great aunt and uncle that had. Well, I think my great uncle had just passed away, but my great aunt was still alive. So, kind of a cool connection so to awful. the Niner family, and their winery is beautiful. If you haven't been there, no, I haven't. Great, it's got a, it's got a heart um, of oak trees in the like the hillside behind the winery. So, we did our uh, the day before our wedding, we did like a kind of a wine. Tasting and kind of a uh, party there, um, but it's a great wine. I it's haven't beautiful. been there yet, but my friends this from Boston. This is five Boston. cent wine sale, by the way. What? This one is five Babe. cent wine sale. Yeah. Way. You're interrupting people's stories. There Sorry, turn that out there. <laughs> my friends from um, Boston. They're actually members of At Niner, Niner. Oh, and nice. I've never been there, and they're talking cool. about it, going, okay, this is right around the corner for me. How is it you know about it and I don't? Mm -hmm. And yeah. now it's I finally good. got to... I, I haven't it. had their Pinots there before. I like randomly was like, okay, and I think I had looked it up, and it had. I was between a few of them. Yeah. I almost got the Niner bottle, but when I was at BevMo... So like how we all... like pretty much yeah I'm like well <laughs> so at bevmo the uh lady that works there theo you're eating all the whipped cream yeah. is That's there any fine. more niner speaking of niner so the it's a little bit yep. just yeah so the niner um was the first one that she showed me was slow she was way more helpful mm -hmm. than the one guy at costco her name was missy and at the bevmo over in goleta across from costco and uh I told her, I was like, well, I'm kind of looking for a deal because I said I've got, like, two criteria. One, I need to, like, get a Pinot from Slow County. Second, like, I need to get a deal. Like, what, because that's, like, part of, like, yeah. my whole thing is, like, I got a deal. Yeah. And so, like you just uh, said. So you did get it from BevMo. Okay. So I got it from BevMo, and I bought two bottles. So I got one at home sitting on the wine rack because I'll probably go back. It was 26.99 for one bottle, but if you bought a second bottle, you got it for a nickel. So I basically got each bottle for like $13 and change or something like that. So, I've been uh, going back and purchasing them because I literally had them and I was like, "Nope, I'm just going to get this other one." Yeah. I feel like and, Niner's good. 
That was why I chose the slow over the niner. But this is also after I already had the Edna Valley sitting in my car from oh, going to so Costco. You have an, okay. So, well, because. I was just like, I went to Grocery Outlet last week, and when I was at Grocery Outlet, I was like, well, you know, like, there was no, there weren't any Pinots from Slow, and... That's my Trader Joe's problem. Yeah, but however, when I was looking for Pinots from Santa Barbara at Grocery Outlet, they had Slow Pinots, so I should have bought. Okay. So, instead, this time I told Sarah, they had Santa Barbara and Monterey County. So I decided to buy Monterey County, County Pinot from Greenfield, mm. and then also buy their uh, 30, 30 Century or Century 30 uh, Pinots that I saw for Santa Barbara County, which actually, when I went onto the Slow Lane website, uh, the Wine Collective, that they're a part of also has the label for the 30 century or whatever oh. uh, Santa Barbara Pinot. So I was like, okay, so I'm saving uh, those two. So I, so Sarah knows at my place, <laughs> oh, like my uh, wine bar, I have a cabinet and I put wines that I'm saving yeah. for like yeah. future episodes yeah. in there nice. so nobody can drink them. And uh, so I'm saving those because I'm like, well, we'll either eventually come back to Santa Barbara County and do more pinots in Santa Barbara County, or we'll venture north to Monterey. We could do that. Ooh, go! I like the or we popping could, up. But we yeah. could also. I've got there's a, more we can pinots explore, in Monterey. Yeah, now. we can yeah. explore further into the coastal central uh, coastal region. No, I was gonna say the coast oh. ranges. Okay. Do you want Providence? Yeah. Yeah. Like, further up the central coast. <laughs> That's true. Well, term. that was also the other thing that like really bothered me is like the the term Central Coast is used loosely yes. on the labels. So I was like, San Francisco is not Central Coast. <laughs> like some of the labels, I'd get all excited when I'd see them, and I was like, No, you are not Central Coast. You are like Northern California. Or if you want to try to do like a state competition, I've got a red blend that I've got from Texas still. Mm. We could do like red blend and see if we could figure Let's go out. Read some books. Honey. Yeah. Do you we'll have do a Tempranillo then. from Texas? Because what actually what was really interesting this past week when I was at Grocery Outlet looking at their wine selection, they had a ton of Tempranillos. And remember, like we went there and we were looking for like Tempranillo and other like less common varietals. We were having a hard time, and I was like, why are they all here now? Like, yeah. why are there, like, there were, like, at least ten different Tempranillos. You know what varietal I've just had and I really like is uh, Nebbiolo. Oh, you had those? yes. Get yeah, good. Yes. Yeah. I feel like there are a lot of times um, mixed, though, with other... Pisa. It's not Pisa. as common to find them, like, yeah. just only vintage shades. Yeah, yeah. Went to lunch with my mom and I tried a little flight mm -hmm. and there was a Nebbiolo on its own. See, right. That's pretty amazing, especially mm. for summertime. It's kind of lighter. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're getting Here, let's go. You smell like pizza. You just <laughs> yeah. He smells like pizza. He smells like pizza. Well, is that <laughs> yeah. All the pizza's Can gone, you say Theo. Night -night? Oh, oh, that is why you smell like pizza. It's You're eating pizza again. It's not. It's not time to go to bed, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Aaron, I hope, I hope the to, name of this episode is Pizzas and Pinot, or Pinot and Pizzas, semicolon, or colon, Brad's Most Improved. He won. <laughs> he beat Aaron. 
That'll be impressive. I went to you. 0 for three last week, last time, and now I'm one for three. I'm improving. <laughs> Say it again. Say night night. Mm-hmm. That'll be that'll be impressive to you because it's, this is a pizza and Pinot's slow county. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Sip with Us, Pizza and Pinot edition. We had a great night. Thanks for joining us on our exploration of our palates and Brad's amazing uni pizza oven skills. We rated all of these wines as fireside sips because they'd be perfect for an evening sitting by the fire on a, on a cool summer night in Santa Barbara or Slow County. Stay tuned for, as promised, uh, the continuation of the wedding dress uh, conversation. We had so much fun like two weeks ago at the dress in downtown Santa Barbara on Canyon Perdido, and we would highly recommend that dress shopping experience to anybody in Santa Barbara looking for a dress for their special day. So my Start crying. The dress I picked was lace. And I feel like it was, like, I could have stayed in that dress for hours upon hours, so comfy. Like, I still have it, and I've even told Brad, I was like, I don't know, like, it's white, so it's just harder to wear places, but one day I'm like, I would totally consider cutting it and making a shorter dress. I don't really know what I'm gonna do with it. I still have it, but it's so comfortable. Like, yeah, it just, yeah. Well, and that one, with- and they, the train, like, it doesn't feel super heavy when the train goes up because it's only lace. Like, you just kinda, yeah. Bustles all up and... And the one with that is, I never thought I wanted that like kind of faux looking back Mm -hmm. where, but it makes everything else just hang easier. Oh, the back makes the dress. It's incredible because she, there's this sheer like nude fabric there. With the buttons. Yeah, with the buttons. Oh my God, the buttons are so sexy. Like, Yeah. yeah. Oh, just like that line of buttons, and, and then like so the hem, okay. just <laughs> so the, the line of lace right along, like it hits the lower back at the perfect yeah. spot. So and that's why I, I am a huge fan of like just touching on the lower back. Yeah. The lower the back, oh, the more yeah. I'm like, yeah. And it's like <laughs> just something about like, the back. I love yeah. backs. It Men is like backs are good. Yeah, <laughs> and then like the because it's like kind of like. I want to say it's kind of like reminiscent of like a collar neck tank top mm-hmm. type, uh, but that's not the dress, but that's like the style that I can yeah, best yeah. describe around the neck because it's sheer material here. And then there's lace, but then yeah. the lace goes around her shoulders and the lace kind of tucks under the armpit and it makes it look like it's just there's nice, nothing like the fitting there. shirt. Yeah. Oh my God. It was just... I can't tell you, like, (laughs) how I, like, my emotional reaction to seeing you in that dress, I was like... I I said, I was like, you look at certain, I don't know, I just love... Oh, and then the uh, the picture of your face, like, when I sent it to my mom, she's like, she's like, so that's Sarah's dress, isn't it? (laughs) I was like, I was like, well, we're going to one more place. My mom's like, why? And, okay, because if it's your first one, because it's exactly what happened to me... Mm -hmm. First one to try it on. Then I'm like, well, I gotta just keep trying on more. And then it just got worse throughout the day. So finally we hit a point where I was like, okay. We went to one place that I did in San Diego. It was like all very like goddess dress kind of style. Like kind um, of uh, not Greek like, goddess? Not, yeah, like, Greek goddess. Oh. So very lace, 
but also super long train like boho goddess i'll put it that way see and that's what i thought all of these dresses were gonna be mm -hmm. and just yeah no. I, yeah no. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah i had fun there but at a certain point i was like i'm effing over this like no yeah <laughs> get me back in the first one i'm not wearing this so much of my to me was like can i party in this all night long nope nope if i'm gonna want to take it off halfway through the night then it's probably not my dress because i'm not paying like a buttload of money for a dress that i'm gonna want to take off after three hours or two hours like and that's why i should probably go back and mm -hmm. get that because for a dress like wedding dresses i told sean the price and he's like that much for a dress and but Thirteen hundred dollars for a wedding dress is actually a bargain. He's going. He's I think that's very... about what I got mine. And so, and we had like a weird. I think they said if we had bought it the day of, we would get like X amount off. So even at the end of the day, that was more of like a. I think that's it. Let's just go back and get it. And I think it was like eleven or twelve hundred. But like I've known people who spent five grand on it, and yeah. I can imagine. I kind of still have a like heartache over the fact that I only wore that's why I still have it because I'm like I only wore ones like I feel like I, that's a lot well but you know what on your 15 20 year anniversary maybe. renew your vows put that dress maybe. back on maybe 